she's getting married. Amen. Daniel Munyama has decided to make us one member less in the family. <laughs> Amen. He's happy, but we have got mixed feelings. Amen. So you've got an open-ended invitation, all of you. Amen. The wedding is going to be at the Civic Center. Uh, in Lewahomo, which is run about uh, 200 case, 210 kilometers from Wheatbank. Amen. Civic Center. Uh, the date, the presiding pastor that said, Pastor Mugobi, agreed that he needed the wedding to be on the 30th of December. Amen. So 30th of December, the Madiba family is inviting you just to come and and celebrate with us for the wedding of our of our daughter. Amen. You know, when you are a first pa- when you are a firstborn, you are a deputy parent. Amen. Somebody was saying uh, in the job interviews they should consider being firstborn part of the leadership experience. Amen. So you are all invited. Come and have a good time with us. If you are able, 30th December, time will be 9 o'clock, Lower Home Civic Center. Amen. I think many of you, you remember, she spent a year or two with us around here. Amen. So God bless you. See you then. Amen. Now, without a waste of time, let us go to our Bibles. Genesis chapter 38. Verse 1, verse Genesis 37, 37. From verse 1 until verse 4. Although we I presume it's going to be a Sunday school this morning. Amen. There's going to be a lot of reading that we may be doing this morning. If found, you can say amen. Amen. Uh, I know I announced the title last week. I'm still working on that title. There is another title that I'm working on this morning. Amen. Genesis 37 from verse 1 to verse 4. It says, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob, Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bila and with the sons of Zippah and his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Amen. Now Israel 
loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peacefully unto him. Maybe let's continue. Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it, told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Hallelujah. Amen. The intensity of hatred increased. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose, and also stood upright, and behold, your sheaves, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance, meaning to obey, to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us, or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? They hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his ways. Verse 9, And he dreamed yet another dream. And told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the dream and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee? to the earth, and his brethren envied him. But his father observed the same as we bow heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we have read the Bible this morning. We are inviting your presence just to come and fill up this place, dear God. I know there are believers that are here that have got a request. Some may have had an opportunity to bring their request to the fore. Others, their requests are in their hearts. But whatever has been brought to the fore and whatever it is in the heart, you know both of them, dear God. And you can grant them their heart's desire. If there is a healing that is needed, may you grant that healing, dear God. May you undertake for the needs of your people because, Lord, you are the high priest that is touched by the our infirmities, dear God. This morning, we just want to surrender ourselves to you and say, be gracious to us as we commit the entire service to you for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Uh, just this morning, I want to speak on the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. The Lord was with Joseph. It's a very interesting phrase that I saw because when you go and check in the... The Bible has got a way of summing up a life of an individual just in one sentence. Hallelujah. Remember, with Abraham, the phrase that is known is that Abraham believed God. Amen. That is the phrase that can be associated with Abraham. Are we together? 
And when it came to Moses, it says uh, Moses was very meek. It's a statement that can be associated with Moses. Are we together? And then you take John the Baptist. The Bible just simply puts a statement. John did no miracle, but all the things that he spoke concerning Jesus were true. Hallelujah. That's what pertains to John the Baptist. Are we together? So with uh, Joseph, it was simply that the Lord was with him. That is the summation of Joseph's life. And then we are going to get into the life of Joseph. The reason I'm saying the phrase is Joseph, the Lord was with Joseph. When you go and read, you, you somewhat look at the life of Joseph and you really wonder, was really God with Joseph when you consider what Joseph went through? Hallelujah. Uh, the life of Joseph was quite a, a roller coaster. One moment it seemed like it had an upward swing, the next moment it was downswing, the next moment it was upswing. But the Bible, when it comes and summed up his life, it says, The Lord was with Joseph. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but this morning I would hope that God would have a statement or a phrase that sums up your life. Despite where you find yourself in, you can as well maybe say like Joseph, the Lord is with me. Are we together? When you observe the life of Joseph, you realize that God, God is not a circumstantial God. God is above the circumstances. Are we together? The will of God is above the circumstances or human circumstances. It is the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord will supersede your circumstances. The will of the Lord will supersede your background, will supersede anything in your life. The will of the Lord will supersede that. Are we together? Now, Brother Brenham says, when you look at the life of, jo of Joseph, you realize there's one thing that we can say. God's purpose can never be defeated. Hallelujah. I, I think it just sums it up that if you were, if you were destined to go a certain route, there is nothing that can stop you from going that route. Are we together? Yeah. Folks, I want you to understand why you are meant to go does not depend on the favor of the people. It depends on the will of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Sometimes, even if your family may never want you to go a certain route, but if you were destined by God to go that route, you're going to go that route. Are we together? And when you look at uh, the brother Bram says, uh, the purpose of God can never be defeated. And when you look at uh, the pages of the Bible, you begin to realize that uh, prison could not defeat the purpose of God. You realize the fire could not defeat the purpose of God. You realize governments could not defeat the purpose of God. If it was meant to be, it shall be. Are we together? And that's what we are going to speak about. Now, when we open uh, this scripture, it speaks about Joseph, and, and you see his relationship with his brethren was quite turbulent. And the reason it was turbulent is because the dreams of Joseph made him to land in trouble with his brethren. 
Hallelujah. And I must say, some of your dreams will get you into trouble with people. Hallelujah. Uh, sometimes you, you can have a dream and you speak to the people and you think that they would be happy for you only to realize that it creates more enemies for you. But it does not change your dream. Your dream remains what it is. Hallelujah. Because you, Joseph was a dreamer. And Joseph had the tendency that after he had dreamed, he would come to his brethren and say, this is the dream for today. I dreamed that there were sheaves, and my sheave was there, and these other sheaves, they stood up, and they came and bowed down to this sheep. And already they caught the meaning of that dream, and they said, do you mean that you, we are going to obey you? Hallelujah. But as if David was going, Joseph was going to be deterred from continuing with his dream, he comes back again and says, Now I dreamed that there was the moon and the stars, and as well as the sun, and they came and bowed before me. And now until even his father rebuked him, and the Bible says his brethren envied him, but the father observed his saying. Are we together? So what, and from that time, it seemed like a, a Joseph or Jacob had a particular love that he had for Joseph. And because later he sewed a coat of seven colors and gave it to Joseph to, co- to, to put it on him. And after he put it on him, uh, you'd realize that uh, when he was sold to the Ishmaelite, it was when his father sent him to go and check on the brethren. While he addressed on this beautiful coat that was designed by the father with seven colors, it was a, a very distinct garment that his father gave him. But uh, humbly, uh, Joseph was still to serve his brethren. And my question to you, if God was to cover you with a specific garment, will you have the humility to serve your brethren even though they hate you? Hallelujah. Uh, you, you see how certain things God uh, takes us through certain passages just to test our character. Are we together? And uh, you know the coat of many colors, Brother Brenham say it symbolized the rainbow. It symbolized the covenant in the message, the children of Israel, paragraph 31. It says they were going down there, how perfect it was with the scriptures. How Joseph, the younger son, rejected of his brethren, Christ rejected of his brethren, he wore a coat of seven colors. Hallelujah. The seven colors, of course, represented seven colors in the rainbow, which was the covenant. And God always has his covenant with his people. And he says today, the coat of many colors to you, it symbolizes the Holy Spirit. God has got to cover you with the Holy Spirit, which symbolizes his covenant with you. And when God has got a covenant with you, there is nothing that is going to change that covenant. Are we together? Now, we see Joseph, after he had spoken to his brethren about the dreams that he had had, and now he went to check on them. While they saw him coming afar, they connived among themselves that this young man today, we need to kill him. We need to kill him. And what, what, what made them to want to kill him, it was the hatred that they had for Joseph. Are we together? 
But let me tell you something. Despite the hatred that they had for him, despite the scheme that they wanted to engage themselves in, it was never going to change the fact that Joseph was a child of destiny. It was not going to change what God had spoken about Joseph. And let me tell you, there is, if God has designed a certain path for you, there is no one that can detour you from that path. Are we together? If God has got to bankrupt the heavens, he will bankrupt the heavens. And some of you, you were destined to be believers. Irrespective of what the devil did, he was not going to detour you from that. Are we together? And this morning I say, God, as long as I'm in your hands, I'm in the right place. And you can say as well, as long as I'm in God's hands, I'm at the right place. Are we together? Now, when he was coming, they connived and say, maybe we need to get rid of him. We need to kill this uh, land. And as he was coming there, Reuben realized that uh, they were determined to kill him. He said, no, but we need not to kill the land. What we can do, rather than us killing him and be guilty of his blood, let us just throw him into the pit. And while he was in the pit, maybe the wild animals will come and devour him. Are we together? Then they threw him into the pit, and while they were there enjoying the meal, the Ishmaelites were now coming. And when the Ishmaelites were coming, they said, Now, why don't we sell him to the Ishmaelite? And they took him and sold him to the Ishmaelite. Already you can see that the life of Joseph symbolized the life of Christ. Are we together? Jesus was hated by the brethren. Joseph was hated by the brethren. Jesus was sold by the brethren. Joseph was sold by the brethren. Jesus was loved by the Father. Joseph was loved by the Father. Hallelujah. And already you realize, Brother Brahman says, Joseph was the prince of prosperity. And when you look at Joseph, it never mattered where you put him. If you threw him into the ditch, he was going to prosper in the ditch. And I'm saying it does not matter where you put a child of God. Irrespective of the conditions that the devil can put the child of God into, the child of God was destined to be prosperous. Are you here, folks? Hallelujah. Now, after they had thrown him, then they decided to sell him to the Ishmaelite. And when they sold him to the Ishmaelite, then they took uh, Judah, suggested that let us take the coat of many colors. And let us kill an animal. Let us take the coat and dip it into the blood. So that we can take the coat and go and present it to the father. And say, uh, examine the coat and check whether is it of your son or not of your son. And they dipped it into the blood and they took him to the father. And the father examined him and he wept. Hallelujah. But while David, uh, Joseph was there, remember he was in the pit. But uh, while he was in the pit, I can imagine what Joseph must have thought when he was in the, in, the, in the ditch. He must have thought, but I dreamed that people were going to bow to me, but here I am in the ditch. Are we together? Let me tell you something. God will detour you. As much as he can promise you greatness, he is going to take you to the valleys because he can never trust you on the mountain top until he has developed your character. Are we together? People that have never been to the valleys have got no sense of appreciation. Hallelujah. They have never been tested in, in any way. And God's design is that before he gives a man power, he's got to test your face. 
On Wednesday we spoke that when Brother Brandon came, before we speak about how he spoke the squirrels into existence, but before he spoke the squirrels into existence, there had to be a couple that was in the service. And they were kissing each other. And the Holy Spirit came down to the prophet and said, you can do whatever you want to do with them. And the prophet said, I forgive them. And God realized that this man, I can trust him with power because he is responsible when he's given power. And that is why later I say, what do you want? And then we can speak the squirrels into existence. My view is that God is not going to give you a blank check until he has examined your character that you can be trusted with power. Because if he was to give you power, you will destroy a lot of people. Hallelujah. Jesus, before he was made a conqueror, he had to go on the cross. His character had to be uh, tested first. Yes, Joseph dreamed a dream, but he did not know that between the point where he dreamed and the point where the dream was fulfilled, they had to be thrown into the pit. Hallelujah. He had to be rejected by the brethren. And after he was rejected, then he was sold. And the Imishimalites took him and they moved with him towards uh, 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 Egypt. And when they got to Egypt, they as well sold him. From being sold to them, they as well sold him further to the Egyptians. And they sold him to a man called Potiphar, who was a wealthy man in Egypt. Are we together? But look how destiny works. I believe that him being in the ditch, it was still part of God's program. I believe him being sold to the Ishmaelite, it was God's program. But the danger part as a believer, you've got to trust God with your end while you are still in the process. A lot of times we are obsessed about the end and we become impatient with the process. Are we together? Now, when he was sold, after he was sold, then he got there and he was sold to Potiphar. And when he got to Potiphar, remember, Joseph, wherever he went, he prospered. But it was not Joseph's prosperity, it was the Lord that was with Joseph. Are we together? While he was in the Potiphar's house, while he was busy with, him, with his activities, he was made to be the head of the household. He took care of everything. The only thing that Potiphar had to be worried about, it was only a plate of his food. The rest, Joseph took care of them. Are we together? So that tells you that God's people are good stewards. Wherever you find them, they will be good stewards of whatever they are given. A child of God is not somebody that is careless, folks. A child of God is responsible in their conduct, is responsible in how they do their things, because why? They've got a signature of heaven upon them. Are we together? And remember, whatever you do, you represent God. Whatever you do, you represent God. You don't represent God on Sunday morning. When you are at your workplace, you represent God. Where at your school, you represent God. And how you do things, it must reflect that God is with you. Are we together? Now, we, we check that he, they sold him to Potiphar. And when they sold him to Potiphar, he was entrusted. And least we forget to mention, Joseph was a, a very handsome man. It's somebody that was appealing to look at. Are we together? Now, when he was in Potiphar's house... Uh, the wife of Potiphar observed this handsome young man and looked at him and said, listen, uh, and started making some moves. Are we together? And let me tell you this way, brethren. Uh, and brother Brenham, I'll read it for you. Uh, brothers, this one, it is coming for you. 
Amen. It does not mean that if a woman presents themselves to you, you just fall for that. Hallelujah. And it doesn't mean that you pray about it. Hallelujah. There are times to pray and there are times to run. And when you are meant to run and you pray, you're going to be overrun by the devil. For Joseph, it was not time to pray. It was time to run. And I'm simply saying, brothers, never find yourself at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person. Did I mention that correctly? Never find yourself at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person. Are we together? Just make sure that either always there is a mismatch between those three elements. Brother Bram says in the message, the uh, sixfold purpose of Gabriel's visit, he says, paragraph 68, when Potiphar's wife, this beautiful woman, honorable, highest, one of the highest women there was in the country, backed him and persuaded him. She caught him and tried to hack him up to her. And he checked it till he even pulled his coat off and ran. Yes, sir. When he came in, they told a lie on him and said he came in to ravish her and she left and he left his coat there. And for that, he went into the dungeon. Are we together? But the dungeon, but in the dungeon, God was with him. No matter where they put him, he was a type of a son of prosperity. Then he continues in another message. He says, Hallelujah. There's one quote here that I'm looking for you so that I can read it for you. Amen. This one I've got to read it for you, brothers. Amen. He says, he continues in the same message. He says, you women, I've hollered at you. Now I'm going to take up for you in a minute. The woman is a weaker vessel. That is the Bible, folks. Leave politics aside. Hallelujah. We say what the Bible says. I know politicians later, when they realize what the Bible speaks about, they say the fairer sex. But the Bible says the woman is a weaker vessel. Hallelujah. I know there can be a bad man for there is a bad woman. Before there is a bad woman. But men who know that, men who know that you are a son of God and take advantage of a woman, shame on you. Are we together? I, I single brothers listening to that. No matter what she does, she's a weaker vessel. And you know that. If she goes to acting unladylike, take her by the hand and talk to her like a sister. You are a son of God. Don't do them evil things. Look at Joseph. He was your example. Are we together? That means Joseph could have had an excuse and said, I did not approach her. She approached me. But Joseph, because he was a man of character, he was a man of integrity. He even told the woman that you are, you are the master has given me to be in charge of everything except his plate of food and except you because you are his wife. Are we together? And there is nothing that is as fatal spiritually speaking for a man to fall for another man's wife. Are we together? Do you hear me correctly right there? Are we together? Amen. And that is why when you are a brother, you are married, the only person that, the only person that must captivate your attention is your wife. Are we together? And we have come to learn even in this church that you are not meant to even to play, pay compliment to any other woman who is not your wife. 
because words carry the spirit. And as a daughter of God, you are careful about what you say to a member of the opposite sex. Are we together? And how you interact with them, it, it must reflect that you are a man of honor. Are we together? But it shows Joseph, although he was in Potiphar's house, he was still a son of God. And remember, he had no church service. He had no pastor. He had no deacon. But he had a character. A son of God, irrespective of where you put them, as long as they've got a godly character, a pastor may not be there, a deacon may not be there, but their example, their life will be exemplary wherever they are. Are we together? And we've gone past an era where when you live a Christian life, you live it because you are under a supervision. If you live for Christ because you are under supervision, you are not yet a believer. A Christian lives as a Christian, whether supervised or unsupervised, because why? It is their way of life. Are we together? <laughs> now, the, uh, 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 Joseph, while he was in Potiphar's house, he ran away and left a piece of coat there. But the woman was there and said, I'm determined. I'm going to frame him. I'm going to tell the master that he, he wanted to ravish me in modern days. He wanted to rape me. He wanted to, to, to compromise me. And they, Joseph was taken and thrown into the dungeon. Remember, he still had a dream. But it did not seem like the dream was about to become a reality. Hallelujah. But all these details that God brought in the life of Joseph was to build a character of Joseph. And this morning, I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you think God promised you. But there's going to be details. And the reason God takes you through the details, it is in obscurity where God builds your character. Because when man is in, in prominence, it is difficult to build their character. Are we together? Amen. Oh, we are together here. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Bram says, keeping on with this type, we find in Joseph, notice that everything he did in Egypt, he prospered. His first job with the general prospered. And even in jail, he prospered. When Jesus returns, the desert will blossom as a rose. He is the son of prosperity. As no age ever prospered as the one under Joseph. Are we together? And while he was thrown into prison, while he was there in prison, even in prison, they made him to be in charge of the prisoners. I want to tell you something. Whenever you see a child of God, there is something attractive about their, their, their trade. There is something attractive around their character. Are we together? Because a child of God is honest. And your honesty will take you to higher levels and your honesty will get you into trouble. It was Joseph's honesty that got him into trouble because he didn't want to lie with the wife of Potiphar. But it was the same honesty that made him to be in charge of the prisoners. But it never mattered where he was. He was an honest and upright man. And I'm saying you as a believer, it matters where you are not. You need to be a man of your own weight. And while he was in prison, uh, then he, they, he had a, a man that was a baker and another man that was a butler. They had a dream. And as they dreamed, they were bothered by this dream. Hallelujah. If you don't mind, I think we are going to read. Sister Genesis 38.
or let's go to 39. Verse 7, 39 verse 7. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. Uh, I've already dealt with that one. Uh, yes, verse 18. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled, that he, she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me. I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that, I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And he laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. She spake unto him concerning to these ways, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. It came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled. Verse 19. It came to pass when his master had the weights of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant, did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. Are we together? And the Lord was, listen to the phrase, and the Lord was with Joseph. And he showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Are we together? Let me, God, if God directs you to a certain place, he has already placed people there to take care of you. Yes, Hallelujah. If he, if, if, I don't care where he directs me, folks. But I know that on my pathways, he's got resources that he has lined up for me. And he will be there to make sure that I don't falter. Are we together? Yes, now, the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in, in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. He prospered in the house of Potiphar. He prospered in the prison. I'm saying it does not matter where you are. God is a God above circumstances. Are we together? If you were ordained to be certain things, even if people can say you are not that, at the right time, God will make sure that you are that. Are we together? Amen. I hope we are together. Amen. Now, let's go to chapter 40. It came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he saved them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night. Each man, according to the interpretation of his dream, 
the butler, the baker of the, of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were set. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore, look ye so safely today. And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream. There is no interpreter. And Joseph said unto them, Do not, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me then, I pray. God, if he takes you to certain situations, he will create environment in that situation to show that you are needed in that situation. Are we together? And every human being in the building tonight, to this morning, there is no one that is useless. Everyone has got a certain thing in them that is why they are upon the face of the earth. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. I don't care about your nationality. There is something special in you that was deposited by God. That is needed by this world. And that is why, for you, it must find what is God's purpose for my existence. And you can never find it till you come in contact with God. Are we still together? Amen. Now, they said unto him, or the chief butler said, told him his dream to Joseph, and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine hand and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt never deliver Pharaoh. Thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his partner. And I think, but I think on me when, but think on me when it shall be well with thee. And show kindness, I pray thee, unto me. And make mention of me unto Pharaoh. And bring me out of this house. Because now Joseph is in prison. He's figuring out, how am I going to get out of prison? I've interpreted this in a dream to this guy. God is going to restore you back to your position. But when you are restored back there, don't forget me. And I'm saying, hey, when you are up there, don't forget the people that you are with down there. Are we together? And that's why they say, be good to the people on your way up there because you may need them on your way down. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. A character is to treat any person that you meet with dignity, irrespective of their, of their, of their, of their, of their position in the structure. We once had a, 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 when I was working for another company, we once had a certain man in Genevieve. This man, every time we went to visit him, if you went there to introduce yourself and say, my name is so-and-so, Madiba, he firstly say, here is a piece of paper, here is a pen, I want you to draw the organogram of your organization. And you draw, this is the MD, this who, and he says, where do you fit in the organogram? And if you can really tick a box that is really low, he say, you're wasting my time, and he carries on. Are we together? So this man, it shows that although he was up there, but he did not know how to treat people with dignity. Let me tell you, a person that you may undermine today, it may be the person that you may need down the line. 
Are we together? And a Christian is a type of a person, irrespective of who you meet, you become gentle and respectful to those people because you don't know what God has spoken about them. Amen. It's like meeting a man outside the yard and not greeting him while you are going into the yard, only to realize that you actually walked past the owner or the, 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 the owner of the house without greeting the owner. And by the time you come back to greet the owner, then obviously now you are compromised. So every time you need to treat people with respect. Are we together? Amen. A pastor was preaching in his assembly, and as he was preaching, he was teaching on love. And one morning he came, it was a 2,000-member church. He came and wore certain clothes that he looked like a hobo. And he went and he was there at the entrance. And when people came in there, the church members, none of them greeted him. They just walked in. Some pushed him by the side. And later, when they say, as the pastor comes, he walked through the office wearing the same clothes. They realized that it was our pastor at the gate. And he says, you see, many a times we treat people on how they look rather than treating them because that's who we are. Oh, we are together. Amen. Amen. Now, verse 15. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. And here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was. I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket, there was all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. Are we together? What I like here, already you can see, he gave a good interpretation to the first one. But when he moved to the next one, it was a bad interpretation. A genuine servant of God will never be under pressure to say what the people want him to say. He will say only what God says. And that is why I'm against this modern prophet. Wherever they just prophesy, I see you having a house. I see you having a car. That's a nonsense, folks. A genuine servant of God will tap into the spirit and tell you what God says. And all the prophets that you see in the end time, they never tell the people that I see there is a sin in your life that you need to repent of. They only see cars, they only see money. I don't need such a God. I need a God that is connected to heaven. Amen. And any prophet that will keep on telling you that you'll have a house, a car, is a false prophet. Actually, he's a businessman. Amen. I see your business is booming. Goodness. Amen. I don't say, God, the business must not boom or you must not have a car. But it cannot be a ministry of every person in church. Hallelujah. Are we together? Let's continue here, folks. I hope you'll bear with me. We'll be reading. Now, verse 20. It came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday. 
that he made a feast unto all his servants. And he lifted up the hand of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And they, obviously what David, Joseph told them, it came to pass. Now in verse 41, it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. And behold, he stood by the river. And behold, they came up out of the river seven well, favored kind and fat flesh, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kind came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean flesh, and stood by the other kind unto the brink of the river. The ill-favored and lean flesh kind did eat up the seven well-flavored and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke, awoke. And he slept and dreamed the second time. And behold, seven years of corn came up upon one stalk, rank and good. And behold, seven thin ears and blasted with the east wind sprang up up after them. And the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. It came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled. He sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream. But there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. So there was something that needed interpretation and no one could interpret it. There was uh, Nebuchadnezzar needed somebody to interpret the writing on the wall. There was no one to interpret that except Daniel. In the end time, there was a man needed to interpret the seals, but there was only one man available in the end time, and it was William Brenham. Are we together? Hope we are together. Now, then spake the chief butler. You remember the one that he was with Joseph in prison? And he says to Joseph, remember me when you come out of prison. When you are out there with Pharaoh, remember. But when he got out, he forgot about him. And I'm saying, in your path, there are people that are going to forget about you. There are people that are going to leave you. Your your husband can leave you, your wife can leave you, your friends can leave you. But if people leave, it does not change your God-given path on this life. You are still a child of destiny. And God will orchestrate events. To bring you to an expected end. Hope we are together. Now, this butler, after so many years, after he had forgotten about Joseph, and now he heard that there is an interpreter that is needed for a dream that the king dreamed. Then he, he went to Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants. And let me tell you something. God will make them to remember their faults around you. Amen. And that is why when you are a believer, don't fight your battles. Amen. Brother Brown said when you fight your battles, you take God out of your battle. Sometimes you just say, God, take over. It's not my battle, it's your battle. And God will fight your battle. Amen. 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 Now, Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. We dreamed a dream in one night, and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew, servant of the captain of the guard, 
And we told him and interpreted to us our dream. To each according to his dream, he did interpret. And it came to pass as he interpreted, and so it was. Me he restored unto mine office, and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment, and came in unto Pharaoh. It was still God with Joseph. Hallelujah. When he was in the pit, it was God with Joseph. When he was sold to the Ishmaelites, it was God with Joseph. When he was in Potiphar's house, it was God with Joseph. When he was thrown in the dungeon, it was God with Joseph. Then Pharaoh said, and he called him, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. I have heard say of thee, that thou canst understand a dream to interpret. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer unto your peace. And there is why, when you look at Joseph, he realized it was not him doing that. And in the end time, we are beginning to have eye disease. I prayed for that woman, she got healed. I did that. It's not you, it's God doing that. And a believer, every time, whatever the believer goes through, he says, is there an opportunity for God to show himself in this? And sometimes remove yourself from the sea and bring God on the sea. I can imagine if it was some of us would have said, I'm an interpreter of dreams. Give it a shot, I'm listening. But he says, no, it is not from me. It is from the Lord. Amen. And folks, let me, when God blesses you, don't worry about so much. Just worry about managing your ego. Hallelujah. Ego, in the ministry, ego is the most dangerous thing. A lot of pastors are overburdened by ego. Hallelujah. If God blesses you and moves you from place to place, just check on how humble you can get. You keep on saying, God, humble me. Amen. Amen. Now, Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, It is not me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. And behold, they came out of the river, and he tells him his, his dream. And Joseph is listening. And in verse 25, Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years. The seven good years are seven years. The dream is one. The seventh thing, an ill-favored kind that came up after the seven years and the seven empty years blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Remember, the Bible says, your gift will bring you to great men. Are we together? Now, he, he is before the greatest royalty of the time, Pharaoh of the time. And he's there, he's giving the interpretation of the dream. From the prison to the palace now, he's giving interpretation. Don't worry about where you're going. You just follow God. When he leads you, just say, I will follow. Do you lead me to the pit? I will follow. Do you lead me with the Ishmaelites? I will follow. And can I ask, can you follow God when it is unpopular? Amen. 
Now behold, this is the thing which I spoke, what God is about to show. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, verse 33. Therefore, Pharaoh, there, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take him up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenty, plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh. And let them keep food in the cities, and that food shall be for store in the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land perish not through the famine. Now, he's giving Pharaoh uh, an idea or a plan of what he needs to do. And say, get a man that will be able to foresee that. But I want to tell you, the very man that was responsible for that, it was the very man that was giving interpretation. I will, are we together? And Brother Vanessa, when you accept God's gift, it becomes golden age to you. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, verse 44, I am Pharaoh. Or maybe verse 40. Let's go for 41. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand. And I read him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. He made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, and bowed the knee, and he bowed him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name uh, Zephaneth, and he, come again? That's beautiful. And he gave him to, to, to wine, Asenath, and the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of On. And Joseph went on all over the land of Egypt. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. When he had a dream, he was 17 years. When he appeared before Pharaoh, he was now 30 years. And in those seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handful, and he gathered up all the food of the, se of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and he laid up the food in the cities, and the food of the field which was run about the city, and laid up them in the sea. And Joseph now was responsible for the affairs of Egypt. Are we together? Now Joseph, if you wanted bread, he was the one that was storing bread, because the years of famine were coming. And I'm simply saying, folks, there is no better plan to stay with God. Your plan will fail, but when you are with God, God knows the end before the beginning. Are we together? So while he was there, Joseph now, from, from a pit, 
now into the palace. Now he's the prime minister of Egypt. Now he's doing, he's planning all these things. When he's walking in the street, people are bowing to him. Do you see now the dream that he dreamed as a 17-year-old boy is now being fulfilled when he's 30 years. But before it is fulfilled, God had to develop his character. Between you and the promise that God has made to you, there's going to be trials. And those trials are there to develop your character. Because power without character is demonic. God has got to develop you. And check how do you believe it, behave in certain situations. Are we together? But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to carry on. While he was there, the year of plenty came. And the year, seven years of plenty, yes, they went by. And after started the years of farming, now they had to come to Joseph. Because now the Bible says manifest in Egypt. So as a result, now they started trading with their animals. And later they started trading with the lamb. It was sort of a butter trade. Are we together? Now the brethren, his brethren out there, they heard that there is no more bread, but there is bread in Egypt. Check something here. Check the character of the men. Now the brethren are making their way to Egypt. When they go to Egypt, they look at their brother, but they don't recognize him. But he recognizes them. The very one that they rejected. He, they are now coming back to him. He sees them and recognizes them, but they don't recognize him. The Jews rejected Christ, but he will go back to them. They will not recognize him. He will recognize them. But when the brethren came to appear there, he realized that there was one that was missing. It was little Benjamin. And he said, no, you, are not, you need to come, all of you. And they went back to fetch a, a little Benjamin. And we know scriptural little Benjamin is 144,000. Yes. And the Jews that are going to go, because the Jews remember, they are going to be crucified when Moses and Elijah appear to them. But when they are crucified, the main intention of Moses and Elijah's ministry is to bring the 144,000 in. The 144,000 have got nothing to do with the Gentile. I know Jehovah Witness say we are going to build the house and dwell in them. That is a bunch of nonsense. 144,000, it has to do with Israel. And the Jews that you see in Jobek here, those are a bunch of crooks. The real Jews have returned back to the land of Israel. They are there by the wailing hall and they cry every day, How long, Lord? And they've got a program to re-establish the third temple. And Brother Brown says, when the Jews are ready to worship God, it means God is ready to turn to the Jews. And many of you may not know, there was a time where a clip of Deep Calls to the Deep was played on Israeli television, and it crossed uproar within their religious community. They wanted to know, who is that man? Because they recognized that it was the Messianic sign. But it was not yet for the message to go to them because God is still dealing with the Gentiles. But I want to show you, Joseph, when the brethren came there, imagine the brethren that threw you into the ditch. Imagine the brethren that sold you. Imagine the brethren that misled your father that you died. And now they are coming. Now they are disparate. There is no bread. And now you are in charge. If it was a lot of us, 
we would have said, do you remember that such and such day? But it was not so with Joseph. Joseph was a man of character. Joseph was forgiving. He forgave them even before they asked for forgiveness. Christ forgave them on the cross before they asked for forgiveness. He said they don't know what they are doing. Forgive them, Father. A genuine child of God will always forgive people even before people ask for forgiveness. Because forgiveness liberates a forgiver. And when you don't forgive, you develop bitterness. And that bitterness will cause sickness for you. There are people that are unforgiving. They remember everything that happened, who treated them like this and so forth. And I'm telling you, if you're going to be like that, you're going to be a crybaby for the rest of your life. This life, folks, has got no time to pity you. Once you are, we have dealt with this battle, there is another battle that is coming. There's never been a time where the devil is going to come and be with you and give you tissues and say how you feel. He's going to kick you, and tomorrow he's going to kick you. Tomorrow he's going to. But if I were you, I'll move from that battle and say, let me move to the next one. But people are overburdened by the spirit of unforgiveness. And they appeared before Joseph. And they brought the little Benjamin along with. And the Bible says Joseph spoke to them through an interpreter. Although he understood Hebrew, but he spoke to them through an interpreter. He had married a Gentile woman. Hallelujah. An Egyptian woman. And when he was supposed to reveal himself before the brethren, he told the wife, go to the palace. And he remained alone with the brethren. And Jesus Christ will send the bride to the wedding supper, but he will go down to Israel to reveal himself before the brethren. Are we together? And the bit about it, the 144,000 are servants. You are not a servant. You are the wife of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't it things have turned around now? He was with the brethren. Now when they went there before their brother, who was the prime minister of Egypt, when they appeared there, now they found that he's got a wife. And that wife was above the brethren because he and the, uh, and the husband were ruling together. And isn't it amazing that Christ was rejected, but he turned to the Gentile and took you as his wife. Now you are above the Jews. There you are servants. The brother Brenham says, they will be in the new city. They will be staying out of the city. And you will be staying in the city. Are we together? Amen. Let's just read. Brother Brenham says, in this message, and they had Benjamin down there, this little brother. You know who Benjamin represents? This new bunch of real genuine Jews that's gathering here, there now, to make that 144,000. This race that's coming up. Now, this Wall Street crooks, no, no. That's more cannon fodder. Them and Jews. Them and Jews. The real Jews are this little Benjamin coming up from down yonder that never even had the weight of Jesus Christ. The 144,000, the Bible says, are the visions that were never corrupted by women. 
Listen to the phrase, visions that were never corrupted by women. Are we together? We only know that a vision is corrupted by a man. But the Bible says these are the visions that were never corrupted by women. These are an orthodox church that was never corrupted by other churches. The real Jews, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe that the Messiah has come. They still believe he's coming. They don't know that they crucified him. But the Bible says God will go back to them and he will show him his wound and say, I've got to this wound in the house of my brethren. And the Bible says, in one day, a nation shall repent. And what will make that nation repent? The same ministry that we are following in the end time. Because the spirit of Elijah comes five times. It came with Elijah the Chishbai. It moved to Elisha. It moved to John the Baptist. And in the end time, it moved to William Brenham. And later, it is returning back to the land of Israel. And that is why we will never join any nation that condemns the Jews. We will never be any part of any political affiliation that condemns the Jews. Whenever anybody says the Jews are cursed, we, the brothers, say the Jews are blessed. Why? Because you are Ruth and the Jews are Naomi. Your God shall become my God. Your people shall become my people. Your faith shall become my faith. And that is why the bride is the only group of people that do not believe in Trinity. Because the Jews don't believe in Trinity. Brother Abraham said you will never give a Jew a three God. He will just look at you and turn around. Hallelujah. And the bit about you, you are a step ahead of the Jews. Hallelujah. And that's why when you begin to explain to them that uh, because every person that they meet who is a Gentile, they automatically assume that, ah, you guys believe in three gods. You believe that God Father, God Son, God Holy Ghost. And let me put it this way, Trinity is nonsense. And Brother Brenham said it actually comes from hell. Hallelujah. If you've got God, Father, God, Son, and God, Holy Ghost, who was really the Father of Jesus? Was it God, the Holy Spirit, or God, the Father? Now you are confused. Because it's a bunch of confusion. It's one God that expresses himself in three offices. That's the only thing that you can tell the Jews. And to them, they never believed that the same God that moved them out of Egypt the same God that appeared to them in the pillar of fire, in the pillar of cloud. He had come and had embodied himself and he became Jesus Christ. They rejected that. And they said, this man is blasphemous. Being a man, he makes himself God. And they took him and crucified him. But later, Peter grabs the revelation. He says, the same one that you crucified, God has made him both Lord and God over you. Are we together? But later he is going back to the gent- to the Jew to reveal himself to them. But when he goes there, that Gentile dispensation is over. God is turning his back from the Gentile. He is moving to the Jews. And during that time, there will be tribulation upon the face of the earth. But the bride of Jesus Christ will be at the wedding supper. And what is happening, Brother Brenham says, right when the bride goes up, the devil in his fullness comes down. And you will see the cruelty that you have never seen before. And if you were not part of the bride, but you want to still claim your faith, you're going to have to shed your own blood. Because you refuse the blood of Jesus, now you come by your own blood. And the devil will be there to persecute you. Are you here, folks? 
And Brother Mom said they will come and grab a baby, a newborn, with a feet, and smash the baby against the wall. And the brain will be splittered on the wall. And they said, you still believe, Lord Jesus Christ? And you say, yes, I still believe it. And they'll cut your hand. Do you still believe it? And if you make it, you are not going to be part of the bride. You will be patched through the seven, through through the tribulation. But in the new city, you cannot come and stay inside the city. You will be staying out of the city. You will only be allowed to come in to serve the bride and return out. Are we together? And those and there are people. The Bible says, "Say the white throne judgment." They will come and God will look at them and he will separate the goats from the sheep. The sheep is not referring to the bride. The bride is already raptured. It's referring to the people that were good to the bride unconsciously. But even them, they're not going to become part of the bride. They will stay out of the city and come into the city just to serve the bride and the groom. Are we together? So that means either you are a wife or a servant. And this morning, while I'm here, I say, God, I choose to be a wife. Hallelujah. So that I can have wife privileges. Uh, Are we together? Because what's happening is in community of property. His power becomes your power. His blessing becomes your blessing. His throne becomes your throne. But you've got to be the wife. And when you become a wife, it means a relationship. And that is why a lot of people don't understand. People embrace religion. Religion it was there to replace a real relationship with God. Are we together? Put the religion aside and come into relationship with God. And when you are in relationship with somebody, you've got to know what they like. All of you that were married before you got married, while you were still in that stage before the, mar- the wedding, you used to phone her, what do you like? And say, no I can't think much of what I like. say. No, but I want to know what you like. Because why? You wanted to please your wife. You wanted to please your husband. But have you realized after you got married in 15 years, she never worries and say, but what do you like? No. Just assume that, ah, no, everything is sorted. Amen. As one man said, a lot of women are taken, but they are taken for granted. Um, did you catch that one? Amen. They are taken but taken for granted. Amen. Are we together? Now God, Joseph, from being a favored son to slavery to Potiphar's household to becoming into prison and becoming a prison manager and going on to become a second in charge, a prime minister. What does it mean? If God has predetermined certain things for you, the devil will never change that. If God has made it that it's your destiny to go a certain route, the devil will never change that. If I were you, I don't care where I find myself, I will say, whether I'm in prison, what is God's purpose about my life? Whether I'm in Potiphar's house, what is God's purpose about my life? When I'm in second in charge, what is God's purpose about my life? But when you are there as a prime minister, you must never forget the pit experience because he is there to mold your character, to bring your humility. And let me, in closing, let me put it this way. God has got the ability to move you from zero to hundred 
but why God does not want to bypass certain stages. Because if he moves you from zero to hundred, if you fall back to zero, you may never know how to get back to hundred. Hallelujah. If you are a businessman, God is going to make sure that you are the sweeper. God is going to make sure that you are a clerk. God is going to make sure that you master all those things. So that one day when the clerk phones you and says, me, I'm not coming, you know how to become a clerk. Are we together? God will never make you to bypass certain stages. He could have moved them from Egypt right into Canaan, but they had to go through the Red Sea because it was a character development process. And I don't know what you're going through, but it may be a character development process. God bless you, Rich. sing us a worshiping song as we stand to our feet. Oh, oh, oh. 
Lord, how you came down, Lord, and just blessed that man, oh Lord. Mm. Lord, you couldn't falter from your promise, oh Lord. Yes. Yes. Thank true, oh Lord. Thank you. Just like Isaac, oh Lord, the promise was in Isaac, oh Lord. Mm. And Abraham couldn't do anything. He knew, even though he had to go and go and um, go up in the mountain, Lord, and take and take his life, Lord. He knew and he said, Me and this, my son will return. Yes. Hallelujah. And we're grateful that the promise had to be fulfilled, our Lord God. And even in our lives, our Lord, we're so grateful, Lord. You foresaw us and you foreknew us and you predestinated us, our Lord. Thank you. And even though we go through deep trials and deep temptations and valleys and storms, our Lord God, our destiny is already being made. Our Lord. We just have to get there, our Lord God. And we're grateful, Lord how that you've made the way open for us, O Lord. Yes, Lord. All we have to do is to yield unto thee, O Lord God. Yes. What more can we do, O Lord? What love that you have put in us, Lord, to love you more and more. Lord, just to come to church and just hear more from you, O Lord. Thank you. That the road, Lord, that we're traveling gets easier, Lord, just to hear from you, Lord. Mm. Lord, as the word faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, yes, that's why we're here today, Lord. Yes. So you get more faith, O Lord. Get Thank more you. power from thee, O Lord. We thank you for this day, our Lord God. May those that even went here, Lord, whether they were sick or something wrong, may your blessing fall upon them. Be with us all, Lord, and we thank you for the gift that you used this morning, our Lord. Lord. Just showing us this example, Lord. Just giving us encouragement to go the extra mile. That the way is open, that you will, no matter what these things look like, even if it looks grey and dark, but there is light at the end of the day. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. May you go with each and every single one of us, our Lord, through the week, Lord. May we just hold on to you, Lord, and be back on Wednesday night for more food. Oh, yes. We ask in your most precious name. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you, Sister Kajiwa. Good to see you. Amen. Uh, are you coming for the conference, Steve? Yes. Oh, all right. God bless you. Sister Kajiwa will be here. I'm not... She told me that she would be here. I'm not putting her under pressure. Amen. Amen. Good to see you. Amen. It's just a song, a jubilant song. And then uh, before we go, let's just rejoice in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm in there looking forward to the convention. Amen. I'm in there praying for the convention. Amen. We are certainly looking forward to have a great time in the presence of the Lord. Amen. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God.
Kumi Amazu. Amen. When he was in the pit, he sang the song. See, if heavens have agreed that I shall prosper, it doesn't matter whether I go by the pit, doesn't matter I'm sold to the Ishmaelites, doesn't matter whether I'm sold into prison, but I shall prosper. Because heavens are great. God, Brother Branham says, God will bankrupt the heavens before he can allow you to fail. I believe that, folks. Amen.
when the Hebrew children were in the fire, they must have said, heavens have agreed that we will prosper in the midst of the fire. When Daniel was in the lion's den, he must have said, heavens have agreed that I will prosper. It does not matter where you find yourself, believer. Heavens have already agreed. Hallelujah. That you will prosper. And God will bring you to an expected end. are wonderful songs. May God bless the composers of these songs. They are inspired. Amen. You have no one else to sing. Normally in this church, when we are going to the convention, we get into the convention mood. It's us. That's how we are. We rejoice. And sometimes when you see us rejoice, we've got no else way we can rejoice. The only outlet for our rejoicing is the church. Yeah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Is there another one? Or we have reached the climax? Wonderful. It was a wonderful day. How many agree it was a wonderful day? Hallelujah. When I was born again, it was a wonderful day. Ooh, wonderful day. Thereafter, you are dismissed. Have a blessed week. And may God undertake whatever challenges that you have. And may God prosper you. Physically, financially, and otherwise. Hallelujah. May he enlarge your territory. That's what we are blessing you with today. Amen. Wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day.